You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Tony O, Sam Hauser, at uh, 6.30, go to Denver for Heat and Nuggets. Nuggets have a chance to close out the finals tonight, up 3-1. to one. I mentioned that in top five, we're going to talk about a drought that lasted 70 years or so coming to an end. Take it away with top five, Sam Hauser. It's time for the Hinkle Law Office's Top 5. Hinkle Law Office is representing motorcycle riders across New Mexico since 1990. Visit HinkleLawOffices.com. Take it away, Sam Hauser. All righty, kicking things off with who's in, who's out. That's the way we always start Top 5. It's who's in as part of a busy weekend for the Lobos. A nice honor for Lobo golfer Bastian Amat. Not in the field yet for this week's U.S. Open. The next major on the golf tour, the U.S. Open, coming up this week, L.A. Country Club. But he put himself in position, Bastian Amat, to get a chance to play. He was in the Tacoma, Washington qualifier. They played two rounds, 54 golfers playing for two spots in the U.S. Open. France native, two under for the tournament, had the low round of the entire field in the second round to shoot his way into position of being the first alternate. So the way this works now is if one of the two guys from that alternate drop out, he automatically gets in. If anybody drops out, the way the USGA does this is they take all the guys who are the qualifiers, the first qualifiers, and they rank them based on the toughness of the field in their local event. So he still has a shot to get in the U.S. Open. He de- he does. And the the most famous one of these qualifiers was John. That's how John Daly uh, got into one of these. Ma- it was the PGA or U.S. Open. Yeah, what do they call it? The longest day in golf? Yeah, no kidding. Um, and I'll tell you what. Uh, Daly got in and drove all night in order to get to where he needed to go and then ended up winning the tournament. So uh, you never know when you're an alternate, but great playing up there in Tacoma. Uh, 54 golfers for two slots, and he was like right there near the top of that, right? Yeah, he 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 finished finished third. third. One one shot out of getting out of the field. All right, who else is in there, Sammy? All right, well, sticking with the Lobos, you can find this on 1017theteam.com on our homepage, a list of all the Lobos spring All-Americans, including baseball, most of them coming from the men's and women's outdoor NCAA track and field championships over in Austin, Texas over the weekend. Strong starts for the women, strong finishes for both the men and the women on the Lobos side. Multiple first and second team All-Americans. Again, you can find the full list on 1017theteam.com. Another fantastic run for Coach Joe Franklin and his team. Yeah, no doubt. He was in Austin, and you know the women particularly performed at, at the highest level. I mean, it's the best of the best. It's the NCAA championship. Right. And the, the Lobos are getting it done in their turquoise. All right. What else is uh, in there, Sam? Nikola Jokic. Ahead of Game 5 tonight, NBA Finals, Nikola Jokic with a one-point lead ahead of Jimmy Butler for the playoff points leader. This is total. This is not per game. This is total points scored in the entire playoffs. Nikola Jokic has a one-point lead over Jimmy Butler. He's got rebounds and assists locked up and ready to go. Trying to become the first player in NBA history to lead in points, rebounds, and assists over an entire playoff run. 
Yeah, I mean, the things that just keep coming up with Jokic, it just it goes on and it on does? and on and on, and it ranks in the all-time list, on and on and on and on. So this is just another one he's chasing. Who's out, Sam? Well, on the flip side of that, who's out, it's what's out, and it's winning basketball in Miami. The Heat have lost their last four games at home. If the season ends tonight, the Heat will have ended the season on a four-game home losing streak in the playoffs They've also been held under 100 points in three of the four games in this series and five of the last eight going back to the Eastern Conference Finals when they blew the 3-0 lead. <laughs> yeah, but they're not out yet. I mean, I, I, I was the one that you know expected Denver to have a, a pretty good goal of it in this Finals. I mean, I, I from the beginning said they'd win it. I think tonight's game might be the most competitive game of this series, and I can't wait. I mean, the uh, Nuggets are favored now by eight and a half, and I would take the your Miami Heat wow. and the eight and a half. I would, I would, um, and I've been like on Denver uh, every other game. All right, um, anything else is out, Sam? Ah, yep. Uh, one more, last one here for who's out, and uh, this is a little bit of a tease going forward here later on in the five o'clock hour. Brock Wilkin, born here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, now just a home run destroyer for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons baseball team. They clinched a spot in the Men's College World Series thanks in part to a three-home run outing by Brock Wilkin. Yesterday, Deeks win 22-5 over the Alabama Crimson Tide, and that third and final home run that he hit was career home run number 70, so a nice round even number. And it also puts him now in sole possession of the lead for the most home runs in a career in ACC history, a record that stood for a quarter century. So Brock Wilkin of Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons, it, why is it out? Because everything, he's hitting everything <laughs> out. Okay, I was going to say, he's certainly, you know, focused. He's he's uh, he's in on his focus right now, and he's like on fire, but he's out of the park. And I mean, you brought it to my attention to oh go watch gosh. the videos of how far those balls went that he hit. Yeah, there's like a patio area, and granted, it was like he was getting like hanging curveballs on the inside of the plate that he was just turning Still. on. And, you know, you're right. I mean, he was hitting them. There was a patio area beyond the third, uh, behind the left field fence, and even those people were like looking over the back into the trees because he was hitting these bombs left and right. We're going to talk more about the uh, Wilkin family, who has some big-time history here in Albuquerque. Of course, Brock was born here. He went to high school in Florida, and now he's at Wake Forest, like uh, just having an unbelievable career there. Uh, at about 540, we're going to talk to former El Dorado head baseball coach Jim Johns, a state champion himself. At El Dorado, and he's got some history with uh, Brock Wilkins' dad and his uncle. And we're looking forward to talking to Jim Johns here with El Dorado at around 540. He'll also comment on the passing of former El Dorado High School football coach Jerry Hall, uh, who passed away over the weekend. What is number four, Sammy? Well, you have your prediction of tonight's game in the NBA Finals being the most compelling one so far. We got that on Saturday night with Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Vegas and Florida Panthers. Vegas Golden Knights in the driver's seat late in the second period. They're leading 3-0. They hold on by the literal jaws of life at the final buzzer oh. to beat the Panthers 3-2. But that was by far and away the most compelling game of the series. I'll tell you, yeah, down 3 nothing, It looked like they were going to do what they did uh, against Dallas on the road in the previous series. But... 
That's not not the way the the Florida Panthers operate, Sam. And uh, the 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 push that they made at the end of that game was nothing short of incredible. Uh, and it was like a, a puck hit a skate uh, within like the last five seconds of that, or else that would have gone into overtime. Like game three had gone into overtime, uh, and. At that point in the game, the Golden Knights were only down to four, well, four players, right? Plus the goalie, uh, because Florida had, um, you, you know, they had come out of the, it was an empty net situation, yeah, and they were just peppering the ball, and they it should have been six on four. You talk about the hits. About a minute and a half to go in regulation. Just about every time a goalie makes a save, guys take that as an opportunity to let out some frustration on each other. And about a minute and a half to go, one of these scrums happens, and Matthew Kachuk, who already was dealing with potential concussion-like symptoms, his status for tomorrow night is in question, he takes the most obvious cross-check in the back that you will ever see. Dude takes a stick, hits him right in the back. That's a penalty every single time, except not in that case. So <laughs> it should have been six on four at the end okay. for the Panthers. Yeah. And, well, all I know is the horn ends and the game is over, but that the fight began. Oh, that was an epic I, I, one. Yeah, I mean, like, the Golden Knights didn't even have a chance to celebrate, and guys were dropping gloves, and it was on. So we're going to have uh, Game 5 of that series tomorrow night at 6 o'clock here on 101.7 The Team. We had Game 3 and Game 4. We'll keep it going as long as we can here. Game 5 tomorrow night, just like in the NBA... There is a, a finals MVP in the NHL as well. And this one's going to come down to, to the very end because, I mean, look, the, not even just the total picture, but the game-saving saves along the way at different points that Aiden Hill has made. He's got himself in the running. It's either going to be him or Jonathan Marcia, so at this point. Yeah, all right. Uh, is that it for number four, yep. Sam? All right, what's number three, Sammy? This poor old dear John Sterling, the man can't catch a break. He just missed about three weeks with you know needing a break. And this is the play-by-play broadcast John that Sterling you hear on the 101s. Yankees. Yeah, the, the, yes. the radio voice of the Yankees. Yeah, the legend John Sterling, uh, radio voice of the Yankees. He had just missed about three weeks. He was dealing with bronchitis, needed some time away, had a, a, a graduation for one of his uh, grandkids to go to. So he finally comes back, and of course it's for... A series with the Red Sox. John Sterling's not going to miss Yankees Red Sox. We go back to Saturday night, top of the ninth inning. Who's up to bat of all people but former Dodger Justin Turner and John Sterling? Take it away. Up the belt. Now the three-two swung on a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. So once again, it'll be a 3-2. He rolls right into the play-by-play after getting hit in the forehead. Radio Baseball broadcasters, especially on radio, man, they're, they're like robots. No matter what happens, they will always, because it's in their DNA, to give you the count, who's up to bat, and what it is. John Sterling gets hit by a foul ball and is immediately right back into the 3-2. I also give him all the credit in the world for not, you know, Ow, bleepity, bleep, 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 ow, that ball hit me. I mean, that's consummate professional right there. 
Yeah, and it re- Mike Roberts was on, of course, the media row there. Another the broadcasting uh, legend. Another here. broadcasting legend, and the same thing happened to him. We didn't hear him say "ow," but a BYU player flew over uh, the scorers' table there to try and make a save, and went right into Mike Roberts and Jim Crouch. This was before I was doing the games with Mike Roberts, and like you hear the headset, you know, it, you know, come off and all that, and you knew something had happened. Mike Roberts, you know, the next thing you know, the headsets are back on, and he's saying Marlon Palmer to Eric Chatfield. Eric Chatfield back to Marlon Palmer <laughs> to the floor. So, I mean, he did not skip a beat, just like Sterling. And we can laugh about John Sterling because he's fine. Because yes. it was kind of, when you see the video, it's like you get really nervous for them because he, you know, he got hit right in the forehead. But at the same time, you got to admire the way that. He got right back into it, and you know the life. He, he just moved on down the road, Sammy. And the chemistry for for Susan Waldman to not even uh, to not even react to not even. Well, jump she in was with- down on the field already. She was getting ready ah. for the interview, and then the, they were interviewing somebody from the Yankees. And the first thing that they asked is, you know, the, even the Yankee dugout had seen what had gone on up there and that ball go in there and like the first thing she asked him was, are you feeling okay john or whatever and you know he just went along with it just like you said sammy all right what is number two sam a 72 foot walk off this is as epic an ending as you're gonna see to a golf tournament shy of you know maybe a hole in one on the 18th or, or something along those lines but realistic epic walk-off and we got it yesterday on it was the fourth playoff hole I believe in in just horrible rain and weather at the RBC Canadian Open and Nick Taylor is 72 feet away from the hole and clearly by that point again it was raining it was on the play fourth hole he was done and he gave us this ending to the tournament this comes courtesy of Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio a 72 footer swing of the putter Comes up with some speed, now up the rise. For the Eagle, for the win, to the top, take it! Yes! 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 The crowd is over! The crowd is over! Nick Taylor with the Eagle, the 2023 RBC Canadian Open champion! History! History! Two-year exemption! He's an icon now in this country! And he is certainly now, and he will be for a while, Canadian-born... Uh, Nick Taylor hand, uh, giving Canada its first. So the, he becomes the first Canadian, the first Canadian born golfer in 69 years to win the RBC Canadian Open. I watched a bunch of it, and I don't know if it was. I, it seemed like the field was better than I ever remembered it at uh, the Canadian Open, for one. Number two, you had uh, this golf tournament on the heels of the whole live pga uh situation um and rory was at the at the heart of that and he was in this tournament as well right the meetings were being held on the property before the tournament started correct correct and you know i was just so impressed with the gallery there uh you know at all the different holes and then they had one in particular uh which is kind of a an offshoot of what they do at the phoenix open uh but i just thought that the the fans while they were having a great time that they they really handled themselves like respectfully to all the golfers while at the same time of course rooting for these Canadian players yeah and and Tommy Fleetwood who I mean what what can you do at that point except just you know round of applause and 
good on you, man. You beat me. But Tommy Fleetwood handling that very well. But I mean, that was so that was again, that was serious XM PGA Tour radio. It sounded like a walk-off home run of Game 7 of a World Series yeah, they were yeah. so happy for him. No, you would never... That, that is the most excitement I've ever heard uh, of a... Uh, you know, it, with regard to a broadcast of golf. I mean, let's face it. There's not going to be anything that beats that. Now, Jim Nance on the TV side is getting a lot of props, too, the way he handled it as well. Good pace. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness! Glorious and free! Which is uh, an homage to the Canadian National Anthem. God keep our land glorious and free, O Canada. We stand on guard for thee. Best, uh, people always talk about how great their National Anthem is before these hockey games. Oh, it's it's one thing that people are missing without without any Canadian teams in there. It, it, oh, it, it, it slaps. I mean, I, you know, you, you can, you can feel it. You can get into it. The way that some of these people perform it. Uh, also, shout out on the TV side to uh, Amanda Renner. I think is her new last name now. Amanda Renner and Colt Nose for wearing uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and Calgary Flames jerseys on the broadcast. They were really leaning into this whole thing. The sweaters. They were wearing the sweaters. They were wearing right? the sweaters. All right. What's number one, Semi? Running backs looking out for other running backs after the news last week that the. Minnesota Vikings decided to move on from 27-year-old Dalvin Cook. He is a free agent, still hasn't signed with anybody yet, but it it rehashed the conversation about running backs and just the easy knock of, oh, once they get to this point in their career, don't want him anymore. You have a couple of, of guys speaking up this week. First, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders taking to Twitter. Sometimes it's not about you. We got to do it for the ones after us with a shrug emoji. Again, sometimes it's not about you. We got to do it for the ones after us. That was Josh Jacobs. And then yesterday, speaking at his football camp in New Jersey, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants uh, had this to say. The team has said they, they're prepared to carry you on the tag, mm-hmm. on that number, the $10 million number. Would you play on the tag? You got to July 17th, right? So, um... I guess I would make those decisions or start thinking about that when July 17th comes. And it's a fair question to ask at this point. That's the other thing that Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs both have in common is they both have franchise tags on them but have not signed the franchise tag. Just because a team tags you doesn't mean you have to sign it, and they have not signed them yet. So do these running backs have a whole lot of leverage in no. your opinion? They don't. No, uh, the, o- uh, the only thing you can do, and it's not even just running backs, the only thing that you can do is sit, is you know, do do what we've seen Lamar Jackson do at times: is sit out and hold out as as long as you can. But the unfortunate reality is Lamar Jackson had a lot more leverage than these running he did, backs. Did, but had. also, you know, unfortunately, what ends up happening is the billionaire is always going to uh, sit out longer than the millionaire. That's that is true, and especially when it's the running back position. All right, good job with top five, Sammy. That's tonight's Hinkle Law Offices Top 5. Hinkle Law Offices representing motorcycle riders across New Mexico since 1990. Visit com. All right. Team Talk, Joe Neal, Sam Hauser till 6.30. And then it's the NBA Finals. Game 5, Denver leading 3-1. to one. And coming up next, do the NBA Finals end tonight? We'll talk about that. ESPN Radio 1017, the team.